Hey, terrific friends. This is Tori from Terrific Life. And let me tell you, if I knew then what I know now, I would be so much further along in life. I'm a wife, a boy mom, ages 12 and 15, full-time claims manager, an entrepreneur, and the voice behind Terrific Life. I'm a special needs mom. My oldest has high-functioning autism, a peanut-free and asthma mom, courtesy of my youngest son, and a mom of everything else. (laughs) I'm basically a jack-of-all-trades mom and a master-of-nothing mom. My passion is my family, and when I'm not with them, I love to lift others up. I want to share my experiences to help others in their journey of parenthood with tough love, a new perspective, and laughter. I hope with this podcast you get ideas, tips, you learn something new, and you get a lot of emotional goodness. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe Subscribe and share my podcast to keep me on the air and visit my website, TerrificLife.com and my Facebook page, Terrific Life. Now, on with the show. Welcome back, Terrific Friends. So, 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 so much has happened the last few months. Um, I quit my job. I started a new job. And while summer vacation, kids are home, basically everything's consuming my life. (laughs) So I've been a little MIA, which is no excuse, no excuse. But I was um, once again falling into the busy mindset. And I totally just air quoted busy, just in case you didn't get that inflection in my voice. Busy which I totally am, but I had to think to myself, am I busy, like really truly busy, or am I what I used to be, which was busy as like an addiction to hide from what was going on in my life? Yes, I was guilty of this. So luckily this time I didn't end up falling back into that addiction, but I thought, heck, you know what, this is like the perfect opportunity to talk about being busy and how I was getting lost in being busy um, to maybe help some others out there that maybe are going through similar things, but maybe hasn't like they haven't even realized that this is an addiction, which it totally is. So when CJ was younger and he was being diagnosed and I had just had a baby, I was feeling a lot. I mean, I was like a hormonal, like a hormonal hot mess as a new mom for the second time being scared and feeling alone because of what was happening. Like I was a mom for the second time, but you know, you're still, it's new. The hormones are still there and I didn't know how to really survive. So I did what any normal woman does. I made everything up being busy in facts like medical doctors, therapy, new mom, baby was what do they need? I will provide it. Um, doctors check, hug, check, medical doctors check, work. I had to work. So it was work check. My kids are alive. I have done my job. Like that's like a big meme online and stuff like, oh, my kids survived today. I guess that's, you know, I did my job. But when it came to me, I was too busy for when it came to others, for myself. Then when Ben got a little more older and the baby factor was gone, I started volunteering now, don't get me wrong, I love volunteering, but it became an addiction for me, another busy. Also, it was nice to be needed other than like mom, doctor, wife, but yet I still wanted more um, busy, you know, whatever chauffeur, whatever role I was playing, it was nice to be outside of that role. The reason why I'm busy is because when I stood still, I would have panic attacks or anxiety attacks. I would have to be breezed breathe through it I can't talk today because I would start to feel emotions and guess what I pushed them all down that when they started to come back up I was like yep nope nope don't like those don't like those I would feel a sadness of what my life was supposed to be a sadness for my son oh and the guilt oh for the love of God the guilt of not being there as much for my Ben and not being able to do enough for both my boys since I had to work or how maybe I'm not the best wife but truth be told I was just tired and lost so again I do what any sane person does I go into survival mode and then become busy again busy feels good I remember driving home from work and having to pull over and I puked on the side of the road 
from a panic attack. I remember I was feeling like this sense of calm. I was driving home from work and thinking how things were going well for CJ and how I was enjoying my job. And all of a sudden it was like I was losing my hearing and then it was like I couldn't swallow. Like I forgot how to swallow and I went into full panic and I saw like the forest preserve and you know how like um, if you're from Chicago or the city like around forest preserves they have like little indents that you could like pull over. Totally pulled over into one of those and I just threw up. It was like I don't know if my body was like oh hey she's calm right now. I think maybe we need to do something about this. I mean, I literally had a hard time enjoying good feelings because I never really addressed the bad ones. So when I thought I could I could enjoy the good ones, the bad ones would come up without any warning and came through as like anxiety. So it was like the minute something might be good happening, it was like, oh no, I, I, I can't acknowledge it. Don't look it in the eye because that means that other messy stuff is going to come up that I don't want to address. Because busy helps me, at least, to numb my behaviors and feelings. And it was another armor of hiding from vulnerability, which I learned that from like reading Brene Brown books and stuff. So I realized like, oh, I'm just hiding being vulnerable. I don't want people to see what I'm feeling because we create this mindset in the story. It is literally the story we created in our own mind of what truth of our lives are. And the real won't catch up to us if we just keep moving. We don't want to feel because that's messy and not pretty, but eventually, no matter how busy or how fast you move, real life will always catch up to you. You will have to address things that are uncomfortable and messy, whether it's debt you are in, coming to terms with your parents' aging, loneliness, your parents, you know, your own parenting guilt um, you have given yourself, not going after your passion, maybe your marriage, maybe it's not where you want it to be. There are so many messy things that are in life that maybe your your shopping's out of control, which could fall into debt or whatever, but your eating, um, maybe your weight. Um, I struggled with that, the weight um, for sure. And I think that is um, something that we just you know, it's kind of like hiding it. We'll make up all these excuses, but really um, nine times out of 10, these are just emotions and stuff that we're putting on the back burner. Now I've been working on this for years now. I have gotten so much better, but honestly, I have long ways to go. It was funny. I had a drawer that I just threw. Okay. So I had a drawer that I just threw papers in and I didn't want to deal with it or I didn't know what to do with it. I'm talking bills, old papers, old IEPs, anything you could think of. Um, old driver's license, all that stuff. And when I quit my job, I was home for about two weeks before starting the new job. And I thought, I'm going to go through these papers. Like, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, I'm done. I'm going through these papers. This is my project one of the days. So I started this project and three hours passed and I was still sorting and going through it. I was shredding and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I stopped going through these papers when CJ was being diagnosed. So like, I don't know, 13 years ago. So there's like 13 years of papers, guys. In no scenario is this okay or normal. Like it's not. I actually started crying <laughs> and I called my friend and I said, like, this is bullshit. Where was, where was I? Like, where was I that I didn't even realize that I was ignoring this stuff? Like, why is this clutter here? Like, why have I not even touched it? It was another like awakening, like aha moment for me. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, I could have ended up on an episode of Hoarders if this continued. Like, this is not okay. So, you know, on a little footnote, if you feel like you could be on an episode of Hoarders, you're probably hiding a lot of unresolved issues. So, but in true terrific style, I'm not going to leave you high and dry. If you think, holy crap, that is me. I literally do anything so I don't have to deal with the messy, uncomfortable, uncool feelings that you're having. Well, then these are ways you can get unstuck. So first and foremost, you have to face your life. Like you just have to face it. You have to grieve and come to an acceptance. 
It doesn't mean that it's the best and there's flowers and there's roses, but you do have to grieve and then come to like an acceptance. You have to have those uncomfortable conversations with people in your life, whether it's your husband, your children, your parents, your friends, whatever it is that is um, stunting you, you have to have those uncomfortable conversations. If you are in debt, you need to look at your finances, ask someone for help, come up with a plan and then like take action. Don't come up with just a plan and be like, look it, I have it on paper because I've done that numerous times and I'm going to be honest with you, nothing happens unless you take action. Um, Cry. Like I seriously, like I was such a like, I'm fine, I'm strong, I don't want to cry. But I think allowing others to see your weakness um because you're not a god or a superhero for god's sakes like let it go let that shit go like you shouldn't have to have that kind of weight on you as if you you're supposed to be the strongest person in the world like there's no medals i don't want to alarm you but there is no medals being given so don't bother thinking you're going to come in first place because there is no place there just isn't if anything you end up the loser because you're the one that ends up unhappy so you have to remind yourself and believe you are worthy of all things good You just have to. Just because bad things happen, that doesn't mean that that's what defines you. And for the love of cry, I ask for help. Don't be a martyr. Seriously, you are only hurting yourself. I am the only one that can do it right. Everyone will mess it up. Are you this person? Like, like, oh, I can't leave the kid with him. They can't watch my kids. See, this doesn't happen when I'm at home. This is this is what happens. Well, of course not. You are so far up your kid's butt. No one else is allowed in. You too, grasshopper, failed at stuff and had to learn to do things for your child. Also, I'm pretty sure that's like OCD and a control freak. And just so we are clear, I have that also. So I'm not like, oh, you're this horrible person. No, but you gotta let that go. You have to let it go. You have to let other people learn how to handle your kids, whether it's you teaching them or they just learning on their own mistakes. I realize they're your all being, but at the same token, you Again, I can't tell you how many mistakes when learning or trying to do something and I mess it up or whatever that people don't realize until they have to realize. And if they know someone's always going to come in or just do it themselves, no one's going to ever take initiative. So then I started to chase some of my dreams. But I would not have done it without asking others for help. Sure, you will get disappointed at times, but with like good planning and conversations, you'll be surprised on like on who shows up for you. Um, remember that it's I'm trying to remember all the steps here. So remember that it's like ego. Ego's that. That's the thing that doesn't want anyone to see your weakness, your sadness, the what would people really think. And in full disclosure, the people that truly love you or have been where you are will get it. The others, I mean, seriously, who cares? For me, I had to grieve a life that I created in my head that does not exist. I was ashamed for even feeling that way and scared of what people would think. Now, eh, I don't really care. I mean, I love my family hard. But at times, due to circumstances, I had a zig and zag. And sometimes it was hard and messy and ugly. And there was days I literally wanted to like run away. Feeling got worse inside because I I hid from it. I hid because of what others would think, but others don't live my life. Others don't get to say in what I feel. Any people raising a special needs child understands what we go through is similar to other moms, but it is not the same. We have to deal with the day-to-day, the disappointments, the sadness, knowing that our children will not be like other kids, the fear of where our children will live when they are older, who will help them, will they be able to take care of themselves? This is like, like a constant, like visual in our minds it's like you go down that rabbit hole I mean how do I how do I do this and stay strong it's shitty as much as there are blessings and the emotions are fear our emotions and fears are on red alert like almost always we have to step back and see how we can give to our kids without giving a crap what others think and step into emotion and maybe hug them longer or laugh with them instead of being on the busy busy regimen let them see the mom that we were not the mom of like you know uh lists and 
to go, go, go. Like, yes, it's great to have them, but they also have to see the side of you that is more carefree and loving. And at the same time, step into realizing that we are not just that. We are also humans who need outside laughter and connection. I thought, personally, if it was work or volunteering that I was having a good time at, I didn't have as much guilt. Like in my head, like I created a scenario, like if it's work or volunteering, I could go out and enjoy the people I'm with and I don't have this guilt with leaving my kids with someone. Um, But God forbid to go out with a friend for a drink or to visit with a friend. I'm a horrible mother. People are going to talk. I'm always out or I'm doing something. The guilt is just awful. We have to learn not to feel guilty for doing that. I mean, I put a lot on hold and now I'm stepping more and more into my light and it feels amazing. And the guilt only shows up every once in a while. And I have been able to shut it down by doing something meaningful for myself or my family. Um, But now I go out, you know, once a week, I try to go to my best friend's house. We sit, we'll have wine or we'll have coffee, whatever we have. And we'll just talk and we just talk about random stuff. Maybe sometimes it's about life or emotions and feelings. And we just, we have a good time. And I don't feel guilty for doing that because I think to myself, like, this is what I need. I need that separation. I need to feel like I'm not crazy. I need to connect with another human that isn't in my immediate circle. So uh, like in that family circle. So that uh, people will, and then also, I don't want to like give you this false hope. People will try to stop you. And that's not imaginary and not on purpose. Like, I don't think people are like, I'm going to stop her. You know, no, like, I think this is like, You've allowed for so long and you've created unhealthy boundaries or you change now because you're like, hey, this is the new me. And some people don't understand it. So when they don't understand it, usually that's when somebody will say something or make a comment or do something. And then it throws you off your whole game and you can't let that happen either. Let's be honest. You cannot find out what you are meant to do if you stay in the nightmare story you created all on your own by becoming busy. Eventually that busy will drown you and keep you from doing anything (laughs) So we need to step, you need to basically step up and start moving into the, instead of running from the emotion. The longer you stay in the busy, the bigger the fear of what you are hiding from becomes bigger. Where you might even think you won't survive it if you acknowledge it. It's like having an argument with um, a friend or a family member and then you stop talking to them. If you would have just picked up the phone right away, the argument probably would have been over. Um, maybe you wouldn't even have addressed it. You probably would have just told them they were stupid and just moved on. If you both ignore it because you're both strong-willed and refuse to call, you know, like if you and you refuse to call them, eventually you say to yourself, you know what? Too much time has passed. Too much time has passed. How can they forgive me? Or how can we talk about something that happened? It's not impossible to do. It's just hard now. It's harder than it would have been if you picked up the the phone the day after it happened kind of like the same concept it's like both your emotions and you are both being stubborn you know like one saying you got to do it you're saying no and you're refusing and it's like you're butting heads you know we think oh that feeling is awful where if you like I said if you addressed it it and you grieved it and you accepted it it would continue to move forward without the weight but instead we ignore it and then it snowballs and it gets even more messier um is messier even a word I don't know. Well, for today it is. So look, so look at your to-do list. I want you to really look at your to-do list. And is it really a to-do list or is there something bigger hiding behind your to-do list? Are you hiding from something? Are you running from something? I mean, honestly, if I could leave you anywhere with this podcast today, I say don't be scared. I mean, honestly, reinventing your story and yourself is something you are allowed to do over and over again. We are human. We are allowed to be imperfect and want to better ourselves and zig and zag and do what we need to do to make things better. So step inside your story and grab the wheel because I think right now it's time you stop living on autopilot. At least for me it was. So I say, you know, take control.
take control and start acknowledging these messy, ugly feelings. And I think you will not regret it. I think you will look at it and it's a long process to a point, but at the same token, one little step could literally change your perspective, your family life, your dynamics, your friendships. It just invites this positive energy that you have no idea even existed by just acknowledging these imperfect and uncomfortable feelings. So with that being said, that's all I have. And I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I promise I'll try not to take months off again, (laughs) but we will talk soon and I'll have more episodes coming your way. Have a great week, guys.